What is up, everybody? We are back, and the wildest couple of days in sports have happened, and we're going to recap it all here for you on Bleacher Creatures. Catch it next. Been my mic sounds awful. Let me turn that gain down right, a little. Well, I'll talk for a minute because I want to explain to everybody that we, I, me and Ian, we tried to come record. Blake had class and everything. Jackson had class and he had COVID. Everybody was just, we were all out of sorts. Me and Ian came in, reserved the podcast booth, came in, got everything set up. We couldn't figure out how to make it record. Blake's just smarter than us and. We needed him here, and he was at work, so <laughs> okay, don't. so we couldn't do it, and I'm not blaming Blake. I had class. I, no, I know. I know. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying, we tried to come record. It wasn't in the stars, and for everybody that's mad that we haven't had like any playoff episodes, I am too. We're so going to give you one. We're, we're gonna... giving you one now, and we're going to probably go over a little bit of everything. Yeah, Um. so... As we said, Jackson can't be here today. Ian, of course, is not here. Uh, schedules are just kind of crazy right yeah. now. Um, it's hard to find a time we can all be here. Exactly. Half of classes right now are online, and that's subject to change. They're going to come back and review that to see if we can even go back to campus for some of these classes. But then the other classes I have are on campus. So I don't really know what's going on. Uh, I think they're reevaluating on the 28th. I'm hoping these classes stay online because yeah, it's I'm not just sure. – Less I have to go to campus, and, you know, I don't pay for parking. <laughs> so, <laughs> get a little dicey sometimes. But, uh, yeah, we're going to do the best that we can without Jackson and Ian here today, even though Ian was only on one episode. But, you know, still a part of the, the podcast family. Part but, of uh, the crew. Part of the crew. But, Josh, what do you call a man who can't stand? I I don't know. Neil. <laughs> That's that's close. I, it was good, and I'm not. It was funny, and I would have laughed, but I'm mad at myself because I I was thinking knee something, and I couldn't think of a name with knee in it. Neil, the only Neil. name. With it's knee. the only one. <laughs> it it. I picked that one because I think that one's the closest to uh, Phil. To Phil. Phil was incredible. Phil was incredible. We uh, were talking about that joke again the other day. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad it's resonated with you. But that was your best one ever. Yeah, that one's definitely going to be hard to top, and I think what makes it so hard to top was its simplicity. Mm-hmm. It wasn't this long, strung-out joke that, you know, took you on a journey right. like the, the TV one. You know, I can't turn that down, <laughs> even though that one was great. Um, but what's funny, so I take a class, uh, podcasting. Mm-hmm. I take a podcasting class at UL, and we had to come to this building, AOC, to tour the facility. You're telling them where we are? Yeah. They're going to start mobbing the parking lot. Oh, home. yeah. Let them do it. Just um, waiting for us to get here. No, what will happen is somebody will probably come and be like, oh, I can record a podcast there now and <laughs> take our time slot. Um, but, yeah, I had to come here and pretend like I didn't know where anything was or how to do anything all for a class. So that was a fun time. Uh, actually, no, it was extremely boring because I knew everything. I knew where to go. I knew all the people's names. But I digress. I told you Blake Smart. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I know my way around an audio board. If you've seen the one at UL, it is like five times bigger than this, oh. and it is a dinosaur. But it looks cool. Look, it has that like um, 
kind of retro vibe to it, like it's wooden. Uh-huh. It's, it, I really want to, like, graduation day, I want to take it. <laughs> um, well, you probably shouldn't have said it on here. No, nah, they'll mm. never know it's me. They don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I'm pretty much just hoping I can turn in our episodes as grades. That would be perfect. And uh, if anything, I could pick up something, you know, learn a little something more to help with this podcast. Like, I want to... I want to get to the point, and if we get enough listeners, I will guarantee you I will try my hardest to do this. And I think we have a switchboard here. I want to record an episode, have the audio, and then have the footage. I do, too. I want to put one on YouTube. We can't dress like this, though, if we do that. I mean, I'm not dressed that bad. I got a Grateful Dead shirt on, a neon yellow Carhartt beanie, some grace. If you had on, with your jacket on, if you had a... A, a neon orange vest, you could be directing traffic right now. Ha ha. I will say <laughs> this. Um, wearing sweatpants just makes me feel lazy. Like a bum? Yeah, it makes me feel uh-huh. lazy. I don't like it. See, joggers are better, though. But these are joggers. Jo- See, sweatpants, I completely agree with you. But joggers, I feel so much better in. Dude, these are joggers. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really help that I'm wearing them with duck boots, but van. Duck boot vans. Duck boot vans. His outfit, we talked about it in the lobby while we were waiting on him to come unlock the door for us. It's just, it's just an amalgamation of just odd topics. I wear, I'm comfortable. I'll put it to you no, like that. No, he looks very comfortable. These I'll give shoes, him that. insulated. Uh, they're like wool on the inside. Gets a little, you know, my feet get a little sweaty here and there. Yeah. Uh, the shirt Jackson got for me. So even though he's not here, I'm still wearing something from him. So it's like he's a part of us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just I hate I hate the feeling of wearing sweatpants. They are the most comfortable things you can wear. Uh huh. But it just makes me feel like a bum. <laughs> and I, look, if you like sweatpants, good on you. I like them too. But that's just what it makes me feel like. I'm not saying it should make you feel like that. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, apparently, like this camera right here, everything in this room. They were telling us this yesterday, so I did kind of learn something. This room is set up to film the podcast, so hopefully, I and they rent out camera equipment here. If anybody didn't know, if anybody needs a camera, go to AOC. You can get a camera, uh, but they rent need to it. give us a free membership after this. Well, you and I are stepbrothers now because I didn't feel like paying for a new <laughs> membership, so I just told them my stepbrother gave me his, and they're like, "Oh, what's his name?" I'm like Josh Ferrara. Uh, so yeah, we're stepbrothers <laughs> now. Uh, but yeah, we will if we can get enough listeners. I say. I will do everything I can to put an episode of this on YouTube. So tell your mom, tell your friends. Look, they don't even have to listen to the your episode. Your mammy, auntie, auntie, your Grammy. You want to do me a favor? Just grab the person closest to you's phone. Go to the podcast on Spotify. You can literally click a button that says Mark as Played, and it shows up as a full view. And if, it, and if you don't want to do that, you want to make sure it's a full view, just go start the podcast, take the little slider, go all the way to the end, and then it's played. And then you're helping us out. You're helping out your friends, your family, uh, two guys. Your favorite content creators. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not barstool sports, but those guys already have all the money. We're yeah, try- they don't need more. We're trying to do this so we don't have to work hard nine-to-five jobs for the rest of our lives, and we're pursuing our dreams. Help us out. Actually, I don't know if this was Josh's dream ever, but it never was. It but is, it's fun. It is my dream. I want to do this. If I could do this for the rest of my life and live comfortably, absolutely would. So help us out. You know, um, you could smile all you want, Josh. I would love to do this for the rest. No, of my I life. know. 
<laughs> I wouldn't mind doing this for the rest of my life. It's awesome. Um, so that being said, we're gonna look at to come here and argue with my friends about sports. Exactly, it's my favorite thing to do. Um, so some big things have been happening at LSU, and we will talk about basketball here in a moment. Uh, but I wanted to talk about football real quick. Some very key players are foregoing the NFL draft to return for their senior season. We got uh, wide receiver Jerai Jenkins returning. Uh, Micah, Micah Baskerville is returning. Uh, appeared in 40 games and logged 171 tackles. Uh, and then we got uh, Jay Ward is returning. Uh, Ollie Gay is returning. So there are a lot of key pieces that are returning to the team next year. And then we take a look at the transfer portal, and I don't have the list of everybody that LSU has brought in. I had it somewhere. I'm not quite sure what I've done with it. But we got a five-star running back from Penn State, that linebacker from Virginia, the number one offensive tackle in the transfer portal from Florida International, and a host of other players. And things are really looking like they're turning around in Baton Rouge, and Brian Kelly is taking the right steps. Apparently, when Brian Kelly got in, it, it was a, he cleaned the slate. So I, they, don't, they didn't keep anybody, really and truly. Like Even the people you didn't hear about got let go. He wanted like to coaches. Yeah, he wanted to come in and completely change everything at LSU, and I think it it definitely needed that. It hadn't been working, and you can say, well, we won a national championship two years ago or three years ago, whatever. We also however. had the greatest team of all time. Exactly. Every two of the receivers from that team have broken the NFL rookie receiving yard record. Yeah. Anybody who says LSU is not wide receiver NFL or whatever you want to call it NFL LSU, you are absolutely wrong. We've got a quarterback absolutely scorching the NFL right now. Two wide receivers scorching the NFL right now. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who is one of the most consistent running backs of all time. Leonard Fournette, who has, I think, seven consecutive postseason games with a touchdown. Something Something like that. Seven or eight. LSU walks into the NFL, and there's no step back. They don't regress. So... Bama, you had your fun. Your quarterbacks in the NFL are not playing like our one quarterback in the NFL. Right. And look, you want, look that, that's your recruiting point right there. You want to be in the NFL? Come here. Yeah. Um, it really is. Some other big news from LSU, because we don't have much about football right now. Um, five-star linebacker Harold Perkins decommitted from A&M. Shocker. Um, and he will visit LSU this weekend, and Florida will be his last visit, I believe, the day before signing day. Um, word on the street is, I don't know how true this is, and I'm not going to say it's true, is that it's kind of, he's going to go where he's going to be guaranteed to get the most from NIL deals. You like it or you don't like it, that's the situation. I'm not saying that this situation is true for him. But that was what I heard. Right. Um, he could just be wanting to play where he thinks he's going to get the best chance to win a national championship. Right. So, you know, take that. with Is it grain of salt or grain of rice? Salt. I've definitely heard somebody say take it with a grain of rice. I think I've heard it. I don't like it. <laughs> it's um, salt. <laughs> but it definitely seems like Brian Kelly is making all the right steps in Baton Rouge right now. Another big thing, um, LSU hired uh, – Georgia's passing game coordinator and wide receiver coach, Cortez Hankton. Um, he's already started recruiting heavily. I forget the name of the guy who transferred from Georgia, a uh, wide receiver. I don't know why his name is. I'm drawing a blank right now. But he transferred to Bama. Um, and I thought the old saying was, if you can't beat him, join him. Not if you beat him, join him. It was Jermaine Burton. 
apparently he did not want to stay with uh, Stetson Bennett coming back. He felt that he didn't get the ball enough with Stetson. So now he goes to Alabama, and Alabama's wide receiver room just gets wider and deeper and better. Um, harder, better, faster, stronger, whatever you want to say. But it's okay because, look, he w- there was talks about him coming to LSU. He was committed to LSU up until signing day. And we thought with the addition of uh, Coach Cortez that it would be almost a guarantee that he would leave there to come to LSU. It kind of seemed like everything would line up. Right. It's okay. Look, yeah, we, we didn't get him. It's not that big of a deal. We still got Kayshawn Butte, who is arguably the best receiver in the country. He led the country, uh, I believe it was in receiving yards, till like week nine, and he stopped playing in like week four. Yeah. Didn't he lead in touchdowns until almost the end of the season, too? Pretty sure. So, we'll be all right. Don't uh, don't get too scared about that. I think LSU will be just fine. Um, you know, we've talked on this show about the new coordinators. The biggest one for me is our offensive coordinator. Um, you know, Denbrock is a very good offensive coordinator, but there's some red flags. You know, he was fired by Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. So you got to look into that. You got to think, yeah, that offense worked at Cincinnati. Will it work in an SEC, you know, in the conference? Will it work in the SEC? I don't know. But to me, out of everybody that Brian Kelly has brought in, that's my biggest question mark is the Mike Denbrock offense. Um, now we're going to move until into basketball. Uh, some good news for LSU, which seems to be hard to come by as of late for basketball. Uh, 2023 five-star point guard Marvel Allen commits to LSU. That is a huge gift for the Tigers. Anytime you can get a five-star in basketball. That's a great name. Yeah, it is a great name. Marvel Allen. Yeah. It is a pretty great name. But anytime you can get a five-star star. in basketball, it's always fantastic. Um, look, LSU's basketball team is one of the worst teams in the world when they get cold. When they get cold, they can't shoot at all. Their yeah. shooting is horrible right now. And, you know, when you've got guys like Xavier Pinson out and um, Darius Days not being fully fit, which I don't think he is right now, you're going to rely on Eric Gaines and Brandon Murray to play so many minutes, which they have, so they're tired. They're not going to be as efficient as they would be if they had some more rest during the games. But LSU has got to get better and stop these cold these cold streaks. I mean, to end the game against Arkansas, I think in like the last nine minutes, LSU scored two points. Yeah, it's, that's, that's not going to get anything done. No, and, you know, their field goal percentage is not horrible. It's 44.3, and when you compare that to number one Auburn's 46%, you're like, okay, that's not that bad. But it's just when they get cold, they are ice cold and they're riding a three-game losing streak right now with losses to Arkansas Alabama and Tennessee a team that we had beat Um, always want to beat Alabama and you always want to beat Arkansas Arkansas before the season was picked to be the West winner Uh, but it is you know shown that Auburn is clearly one of the best teams in the country they have the number one rank right now but you never know what could happen in basketball number one teams lose all the time um But LSU's on that three-game losing streak. They have to bounce back. They played a night against Texas A&M. I believe it's at home. Um, They really need the win tonight. They absolutely need the win tonight, and it's going to be interesting to watch. I will be watching the game. I'm sure others will be as well. And now we're going to get into 
some UL basketball. If I can pull it up, I'm going to pause this real quick so I can pull it. So UL, okay, that was weird. Um, UL is currently sixth in the Sun Belt with a four and three record. They're coming off of a big win against Troy after two loss. I'm sorry, three losses in a row to South Alabama, Texas State, and UT Arlington. They're really going to need to turn it around. They play this Thursday against Georgia State, who is, I believe, last in the conference. So that's a good chance to ba- or a good opportunity to bounce back for the Cajuns this Thursday night. And um, Jordan Brown, who I believe is injured right now, but I think they're just kind of monitoring it because uh-huh. they don't want it to get worse. Easily the best player on the Cajuns, averaging 15 points, 9.2 rebounds a game, and 1.2 assists a game. And he's shooting 48% uh, field goal percentage. I watch all of these games, obviously, because uh-huh. I work them, all of the home games. Um, he makes an immediate impact when he comes on the court, as well as uh, Trajan Wesley, who is the guy who ran into me. Thank you, Trajan. Uh, really appreciated that one. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Trajan is – he's just scrappy. He reminds me of Rajon Rondo. He Anytime he's on the court, it's just nothing but intensity. So the Cajuns have a team that can get them some significant success, possibly win the Sun Belt, but um, they're, they're kind of like LSU. They go on these cold streaks, and it's just hard to battle back from. Um, I believe in, it was in the South Alabama game they were leading – by like 15 points at the half, something like that. So they just need to uh, work on that, manage that. And uh, no, I'm sorry, it was only six points. What am I talking about? I was at the game. But a, a good team, LSU as well, uh, need to work on those cold streaks. So that's pretty much all I have for college athletics. Uh, and I guess that's kind of fitting because the NFL is the biggest thing in the world right now. And yeah. we need to talk about what is arguably the greatest weekend in NFL sports. Well, before we do that, I just want to say the stars at night are big and bright deep in the heart of Texas. I wonder, like, what is going to happen with that? Like, why is Dallas allergic to winning in the playoffs? They're a very poorly coached team. They just I, – I really can't give you a single reason. I think Dak is a big part of it. I think he's a good quarterback, and I – think that's it do you think they would move on from him no they can't now yeah they just paid him thing with Dak, and it kind of when you look at Sunday night what happened Sunday night you see why Dak why they can't win in the playoffs you see those two guys with two minutes left on the clock score 25 points doing every they didn't neither of them made a singular mistake are you talking about the Bills and the Chiefs game? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Neither of them. Those are two. Those are the best two quarterbacks in the NFL. Absolutely. Uh, and now I wanted to tell you that right now they are without a doubt the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. And if you have a different opinion, you're wrong. Yeah, it's not close. It's not close at all. It's it's genuinely ridiculous what these two are did the other night. And that, you can't put any of that on Josh Allen. Josh Allen no. played no. his See, head off. And that's, that's kind of what sucks about sports sometimes, is that neither team deserved to lose that game. Absolutely. They should have done a seven-game series. That game would still be going on right now if, if overtime rules allowed it to just keep going. Oh, yeah. Which, they would have just kept scoring until the end of time. 
which uh, we could talk about because, again, NFL's yeah. overtime. We're going to talk about overtime rules. But, yeah, back to, back to Dak. I don't think he the, – the caliber of quarterback, I think, has risen to a point that having a good quarterback is going to be able to do anything for you anymore. You think it will or it won't? I don't think it will. Well, I mean, just like Dak, he's good. Dak is sometimes he's very good, but overall he's a he's a good quarterback, and that's you need great right now. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure this is a like a wave right now where this is going to come back and it'll it'll fall back a little bit in a few years, and then we'll have the next two that come in and just own everything. But for now, you need a Mahomes. You need a Josh Allen. You need a Herbert. You need a Burrow. You need someone. Well, everybody needs a Burrow. Everybody needs a Burrow. But my my one of the things that I, I saw that definitely hindered the Cowboys, and Troy Aikman pointed this out as well, only one reception for CeeDee Lamb. They're single covering him yeah. that entire first half. Why are you not targeting CeeDee Lamb, one of your best receivers, probably one of the better receivers in the league? Um, he said Michael Irvin would have had 10 catches by half. That goes back to them being a poorly coached team. And Mike McCarthy, I've always thought, was a good coach. He's Nah. I but mean, I, I guess you're seeing the chinks in the armor now that he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Who is. <coughs> yep. We're not going to talk about Aaron right now. That's that's for this next weekend. We're talking about the Cowboys right now. But. Yeah, they're a poorly coached team. That's that's what it boils down to. And they've been a poorly coached team for a long time. Jason Garrett was mediocre. Oh, absolutely. Mike McCarthy, he won a yes, he won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Like you're not that's well, you I won mean, one hey, Super Bowl. Clearly that's looking like a hard feat. Yeah, that's true too now. But overall, goodbye Cowboys. I'm so happy to see you gone. I'm going to say something in a little bit that might make you cry. But anyway, um I like how I forget who it was a big Browns, I think former Browns player said, like, oh, congratulations to the Steelers for your participation trophy in uh, the playoffs. And I think it was T.J. Watt, may have been somebody else, was like, oh, where's yours? Yeah. Because I don't think you've ever gotten into the playoffs, buddy. I don't understand making fun of people in the playoffs if you didn't make it. <laughs> it, Bruh, it, it that it, North division is the pettiest oh, division of all yeah, time. They're, they're ridiculous. The AFC North is insane. They hate each other. With more passion than I've ever seen. Well, that's like one of the longest unchanged divisions in football. I believe it is. That's how the so, Cowboys. It's close to it. I think that's the Cowboys used to be in like. That's how the Cowboys got roped into the NFC East because uh, the Vikings or somebody had come in. This was back when there was only like sixteen teams, right? And they were like, "We don't want Dallas because it's not as close to us as Minnesota, so it just makes right. more sense to move Dallas east." And keep us here. Keep Minnesota in our division. And those teams just hate each other. Oh, yeah. Joe, well, I mean, if you think about it, the Ravens were the Browns. Yeah. So were the Bengals. They just up and left them in the middle of the night and moved to Baltimore. So oh, you have that hatred. I thought you were talking about, like, talent level. Oh, no. I'm saying, like, the Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, when they were created as a team, were the Browns. They up and moved in the middle of the night and went to Baltimore. And then the Browns just weren't a team anymore for a few years. When's St. Louis getting another team? Never. 
hang on. I realized this. Uh, me and Ian were talking about this at work the other day. Missouri had two teams at one point. Kansas City. And St. Louis. Wow. Missouri. Of all states to have two teams. I love that Kansas City is not in Kansas. Ah, it makes me so mad. <laughs> it's not in Kansas. It makes no sense. Yeah, I never. I'm th- sure going back in history, you can find the reason why, and it makes all kinds of perfect sense. Now it doesn't fix it. Well, I heard somebody, I was watching this documentary last night, and the guy was, it was about like Bigfoot. It was called Sasquatch, but uh-huh. the documentary ended up not having anything to do with Bigfoot. <laughs> It was all about, like, the Emerald Triangle up in California, which, if you don't know, is, like, the weed capital of the world. Okay. But the guy was like, I, they were talking about, like, if he believed in Bigfoot, and he was like, I'm from Missouri on that. And I was like, what on God's green earth does that mean? <laughs> Apparently, it means, like, I have to have proof. So, I'm going to start saying it. I'm from Missouri on that. All right. I like it. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback. Ah, I'm from Missouri on that. I need some proof on that one. I don't know if I fall into that line of thinking no what else do we have what else from that weekend the 49ers are just making an incredible run right now you got to give them credit for what they've done give credit to the Bengals. yeah and joe shiesty joe burrow joe is just out of his mind right he got sacked nine times i think and won the game he's the first player since like 2001 to get sacked nine times in a game and still win uh, yeah. Joe Burrow had less time in the pocket than a phone's time. No, than an introvert's time in the club. <laughs> and less t- More time. He had less time in the pocket than a $20 bill after you break it. <laughs> Joe Burrow had less time in the pocket than your chapstick in the winter. <laughs> oh, shout out Trap House Sports. Shout he's, out he's Trap a House Sports. They all have turned me into a believer. He's incredible. I the got, best news source I've ever found. I got TikTok, and I hate TikTok. I got it just for his to videos. Because Gr- Gracie was like, uh, are you kidding me? Why do you have TikTok? And I was like, trust me, I'm not watching girls dance. I'm watching Trap House Sports. <laughs> all I'm doing. the best part. Um, what else happened that first weekend of the playoffs? Uh, Well, the Bucks crushed the Eagles. Surprise, yeah. surprise. That, but, yeah, because the the – I cannot think of what it's called. What is that round called? Wild, wild card, card? Round. wild card round. The Bills yeah. absolutely yeah. Eviscerated, it was a bunch of blowouts. Eviscerated New England. Well, the Bengals didn't beat the Raiders by much. It was only twenty six nineteen. Yeah. Um, Forty Niners beat the Cowboys. The Chiefs crushed the Steelers. The Rams crushed the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, poor Kyler Murray. Kid looked lost out there. Yeah, he was. He was facing a, a uphill battle. I mean, that kid, I say kid, he's older than me. Is he? I think he's younger than us. He could be. He was getting demolished oh, yeah. by that Rams defense. Uh, that, that interception he threw, the pick six, I think the shortest pick six in NFL history. Mm. Playoff that, history. That was a horrible decision on his part. But, oh, yeah. like, he's just trying to make a play. Yeah. Trying to get the ball out. He's trying to get something to happen at that point. I mean, you know, if that was in college and they were playing against Alabama, it would have been considered a fumble and not a pick six, but I digress. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was pretty much wild card weekend. It was a bunch of blowouts with the exception of two. Yeah. Uh, the, the Raiders and the Bengals and the Niners and the Cowboys. Yeah. And, I mean. And, thankfully, it gave us the greatest weekend in NFL history. Quite literally. All so, one by, or all one and extended into overtime by kickers. Yeah. Think about that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, 
Special teams have proven very important this playoff season. This season in the playoffs. Who is the Bengals kicker? Who uh, McPherson. McPherson. Yeah, Evan McPherson. Is it Evan? Yeah, it's yeah. Evan McPherson who told Joe Burrow or told the the guy holding the ball before he kicked it. Yeah, we're going to the championship or we're going to the Super Bowl, something like that. Imagine. Uh, legendary. That is. I don't know how they got the two cockiest players in football. Three, three cockiest players in football. On one team at one time it, within two years. What, Burrow, Mixon, and McPherson? No, Jamar. I don't know. Mixon? Jamar, Jamar literally said, like, I don't remember when it was, but he said, I'm going to break every record there is. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And, and he's doing it. And everybody was so mad at Jamar because in the preseason he was having trouble adjusting to the new ball, and they were like, oh, it's because it doesn't have the lines. And he was like, no, that's not what I said. I just said it's different. But, you know. Yeah, people people went a little crazy about Jamar, and now everyone's crazy about Jamar because he's amazing. Well, let's let's talk about the the elephant in the room. Aaron Rodgers is arguably the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. And the, I started to come around to him. Team. I've started to come around to him. I'm starting to like him more and more. Um, but 0-4 against the Niners in the playoffs. The team, you he said, you will regret not drafting me. It's his kryptonite. I mean, to be fair, his stat line, not horrible. 20 for 29, 225 yards in a blizzard. Zero touchdowns, zero picks. And then you compare that to Garoppolo. I mean, Garoppolo didn't have a great game. 11 for 19 with an interception. So... We can't put all of that on Aaron Rodgers just like we can't put the Bucks loss on Tom Brady, Josh. I wasn't putting it all on Tom Brady. <laughs> yes, he was. I, I, I said something over the weekend to Josh because Josh was driving me insane. Tom Brady could broker a deal with the United Nations to secure world peace, and Josh would gripe and complain that Tom Brady's assistant did most of the work, and he threw a pick in week six, which led him to do this. All right, I just want to say, while we're talking about this, you had texted me that morning and said, it's a tough day to be a tough day to be Josh. You see Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no, you see, the, you see the guy you claim to be the GOAT knocked out of the playoffs and your mortal enemy is still in. And then later that day, Tom gets it. I texted Blake back and I said, Tom, yeah, I have no excuse for last night, but Tom hasn't played yet, so we'll see about that. Look, he say what you want. Tom Brady at least got them back in the game, and their I mean, defense just blew it. They were never the Packers were never out of the game. I'm not. I said Tom Brady. No, I know. I'm just like, oh, I thought we were doing a direct comparison. Oh no, no, no. I'm saying Tom at least like no, I say at least Tom did get them back in a position to win that game, and I don't think, or I think if they had any other quarterback. With the exception of Allen and Mahomes, that would not have happened. I think Tom yeah. Brady has that there are ability people you can make the argument for, but to it, rally I'm not doing that right now to rally yeah. the troops and get them in that you know mentality to go back and win that game, being like, "Hey, I've been down twenty-seven to three before, twenty-eight to three. We saw how that ended. Don't give up." Uh, but again, the Bucks defense just allowed Cooper Cup to run all over them. And look, we've talked about this on the show before. I hate the the incredible comeback narrative 
whenever it's someone does nothing in the first half. I've said it about Drew Brees in the both Minnesota games. It it is always infuriating me because you see somebody do nothing in the first half. And if they had done anything, that comeback wouldn't have needed to be either as drastic or happen at all. And then they get almost there and then lose it. And no, Tom Brady wasn't directly responsible for that final play, but him not being able to maintain a drive in the first half led to his defense being on the field for almost the entire first half. And when that happens, your defense starts making mistakes late in games. You look at the Chiefs and Bills game. Yeah, we saw it with the Saints. Their defense could never get off the field. I'm not exactly. saying that no, but Tom s- couldn't have done more. No, yeah, exactly. I, I understand. But you look at the Bills and Chiefs. No defense was played at the end of that game. Because they were back and forth on the field because their offenses, while it was a completely different picture because their offenses were scoring immediately, they were exhausted. Because defense, no one can tell me that offense is the harder half of football. Well, nobody can tell me that the Bills have the best pass defense in the league. Okay, that's that's fine. Because <laughs> that was atrocious. Oh, it was. But defense is by far, far and away, the harder half of football. Oh, yeah. Or third, if you want to count special teams as a whole. Quarterback's the hardest position. It is. Defense is the hardest side of the ball. Yeah. Especially late in games, whenever you have to prevent, like, late, late in games like that, when you have to prevent them from even getting into field goal range and more especially getting, or prevent them from getting a touchdown and then more to prevent them from getting a field goal. I don't want to go into this, but I, I could make the argument that offensive line is the hardest part of the game. Okay, yeah. Because offensive line doesn't get the respect. No, they Shout don't. Shout out O-linemen. Shout out O-linemen. Y'all are, y'all are the, the heroes in the trenches the, that we don't deserve, but we need. Unsung heroes of sports is the offensive they, they linemen. They truly are. I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. I know I sounded like it, but I'm not. Yeah. O-line, you're incredible. Absolutely. All of y'all. Every single one of you. <laughs> Every single one of you, except Andrews Pete. <laughs> <laughs> but it just... That narrative of, oh, this is the greatest comeback of all time. Why did you have to? You're supposed to be the greatest of all time. Why can you not function as a quarterback in the first half? Well, on the other side of that, you could say you are the greatest of all time because you can start a game. Almost said a bad word. You can start a game bad and then come back from it. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes both ways. You could say but that that's that, what makes you great because you can realize I'm not playing the best that I can right now and overcome that as to where other quarterbacks or other players would just be like, well, we're out. We're down by three touchdowns at the half, hanging up the cleats. See, and another thing that made me very mad about that game, because whenever I'm watching games that involve Tom Brady, I start thinking about, the the headlines the next day and what they're going to be and what all the talking heads are going to say. And I knew, and I was right, that those fumbles, those four fumbles that his defense got for him were not going to be mentioned. It was all going to be the defense blew it on that last play. I don't know, if, but watching that game, those fumbles were on Eckler. They were, but they still had to be recovered by the no, defense. No, I know and what you're saying. two of them were directly caused. They were forced fumbles. Two of them were forced fumbles. But Eckler uh, should have had Akers. that. Akers. A- it's Akers? Cam Akers. Eckler. No, Eckler's Chargers. 
I get the Austin Chargers Eckler and the Cam Akers. I get the Chargers and the Rams confused. Yeah, I all mean, the they're time. both in LA. They both play in the same stadium. They're both blue and yellow. There's yeah. a reason you do. Akers. Wow, I sounded really mad about that. I'm not that mad about it. It's just kind of annoying. Um, but no, Akers definitely should have had better ball security. Oh, 100%. And one of his was forced. The second one was forced. The yeah. first one wasn't. He just coughed it up. And then Cooper Cup fumbled, which he never does. Which Cam Akers didn't fumble, I think, the entire season. Yeah, that was... Cooper Cup didn't fumble the entire season. That was weird. Yeah. It was very weird uh, to just see that come out of them. But, yeah, I just I knew that those weren't going to be mentioned in the in the press box the next day. The, the pick that Brady threw and the fumble that Brady gave up weren't going to be mentioned the next day. It was all going to be the comeback. It was all going to be on Brady's back. It was still a great game. It was a great game. It was fantastic. It was a fantastic game to watch. And if it wasn't Brady, I would have enjoyed watching it more because I wouldn't have been as worried unsolicited hatred no it is it is i completely admit that i hate him more than i should but it's no good reason it's well okay so i get the shakes i get the shakes anytime i'm around josh and that name is mentioned i'm like oh here we go here's the dialogue here we go so longer than i can remember tom brady has been a dominant force in the nfl him and the Patriots were a dominant force. I was tired of him 10 years ago. I was ready for him to be done. So you, you're very ready now. <laughs> then he goes to a team in my conference that I hate. Is it conference or division? Division. Well, conference and division. Yeah. So he goes to a team in my division that I hate. Have always hated. I hate all three of them. Panthers are probably the one I hate the least. Yeah, the Panthers are just kind of there. Well, I mean, they're kind of fun, too. I hated Steve Smith Sr. Just because he was but the Panthers also very, had, very obnoxious. They but, also had Jake DeLome. Yeah. Panthers, they're fine. They're, I, I don't like them. I won't root for them. But they're, they're, they're my least hated in, in our division. But you go to the Bucks. I hate. I have always hated the Bucks. The Bucks. There's are, a specific punt return. For a touchdown that we lost the game on. I think it was... What year did Avatar come out? Because I went cool. and saw Avatar after. Oh, man. Don't put me on the spot like that. I think it was like 08. I was going to say 08. Yeah. Just as a blind guess. Like, I remember that. Like, I remember that specific punt return that we lost the game on in 08 before I went and saw Avatar. Because I I just I hate losing to the Bucks. Avatar, one of the most overrated movies of all time. Yeah, kind of. My, Brian, my friend Brian will never stop saying that it is just a stupid movie. I don't think it's a stupid movie. I don't like movies that are all computer graphics. That's, that's fair. All it, all it was. It was all CGI. Yeah. I mean, it was basically just an animated movie. That's <laughs> why, like, the, the, the last, the, the prequels were not as liked for Star Wars because there was so much CGI. Yeah. So, I, I, I like the, the real feel to a movie. But, yeah. The guy that I've I've been tired of for 10 years, literally my entire life that I've been watching football, he has been in the league, and he has been do, playing at a high level. Now he goes to that team that I hate, and we have to play him two times every year. Yeah. I mean, I would say the Bucks. It's gotten so much worse. Because I'll tell you this. I rooted for Tom Brady in the, um, the Atlanta game. The Atlanta game. Of course I did. wasn't at first. I wanted Atlanta to beat him. And then he got down like that, 
when it was, I think, 25 to 3, I said, I, because I thought, you know, he's going to, if he comes back and wins this, he's done. He's going to retire. So you weren't cheering for him no, because no, no. you wanted him to win. You were cheering no. for him to retire. Hear me out. I was saying, I don't want, he has been too good throughout his career for his career to end like this. I don't want that to happen. I want this comeback to happen. But you were also under the impression that he would retire. Well, yeah, and I thought that was going to be the ultimate swan song to just go out on. But no, apparently this guy wants to play till he's 50, he said. He's not going to do that. There's talk right now that he's not going to come back next year. Yeah. I think if he would have won this year, I, yeah, I he would have tried for a, a three-peat next year. And then if he didn't get it, he was done. I think he might be done now. I don't think he is, but there's a chance. I think he wants his last game everybody to know it's his last game not just be like oh it could be but we don't really know no i agree i think he's gonna want it to be sung in posters and movies and shows and everything i don't think it's like that i think it's like yadier molina announcing like right that's gonna be my final season right he wants it to be like remembered so that going in they know it's his last game yeah right but all in all i'm just and this is something that I've, I've been thinking about saying, like, since both of them got knocked out. I'm so happy to see four new quarterbacks in well, the championship not, round. It's not four new. Well, it's three. Well, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo has been there. Ah, ah. He's not. Yeah, he has, but not as much as Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes Jimmy, has been there four straight years, and it's right. all been played at his stadium. All right. I'll say a new generation of quarterbacks in the in the NFC and AFC championships. It's so refreshing to not see either Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Well, I can tell you, I wanted to see Josh Allen more than I wanted to see Patrick Mahomes. I did too. And I can't stand the Chiefs. I don't have any. I have the only problem I have with the Chiefs is Jackson Mahomes. Mine is <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Really? I do not like Travis Kelsey. Why? I just don't like his attitude. I don't know. I've never been a big not that to say he's not incredibly talented. I just don't like his attitude towards things. Like, I think it was when they played the Steelers in the playoffs and they had that holding call. And it was against, not against James Harrison, but the, the guy holding, it was on James Harrison. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, James Harrison just falls down and they throw a flag. And he was clearly held and he blamed their loss on that. That put the bad taste in my mouth. Hmm. But yeah, I'm not a big Kelsey fan. I, th- I mean, that's fair. I don't, I Incredible don't... athlete. Yeah. One of the best, if not the best tight end in the league. Next to Gronk. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with like anyone on the Chiefs. Like, I, I don't want to see them there every year. I don't want another Patriots dynasty. It's, it's not fun, for the league. <laughs> Talking to a college football fan, man. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's just not fun for football in general. But, I, I don't have a problem with the Chiefs at all. I think they're a great team. I think they built it the right way, and. They're just great. They are great. I'm not – and I like seeing – I like Andy Reid. I like uh-huh. seeing him win. But I agree with you. I don't want another dynasty. No. I have to – If As much as I want to see somebody take the ring record away from Brady. That'll never happen. <laughs> Ever. That will never happen. As good as Mahomes and those Chiefs are, not going to happen. We'll see. Well, he's going to lose this weekend to Joe Burrow, so I it mean, doesn't yeah, matter. But it's also – that's the person you better bet on beating the record. True. But we we do need to discuss what 
Patrick Mahomes has done. Oh, he's incredible. He has played four seasons, and he has hosted four AFC championships. He's never played an away game in the playoffs. That's absurd. That is insane. Like, it's utterly insane. You can go back. There has never been a quarterback that has done what he's done. Ever. He is, like I said, Brady is the GOAT. There's no denying that. But he is not the best quarterback at no. this time in the league. It is Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to give Brady a compliment right now. Brady is an amalgamation of very good quarterback traits. He's a great leader. He's very accurate. He has a decent, like, sized arm. But it's not enough to show off. It's more than Breeze. Oh, definitely. But it's not Aaron Rodgers. Right. It's not, it's not Josh Allen where you can throw 75 yards from your knees. Josh Allen could hit me right now from Buffalo with a football. <laughs> right. But it's not enough that he's going to show off and take a bunch of risks. It's... He's just he's very smart in the pocket. He's very good in the pocket. He's very good at avoiding sacks in the pocket. Brady's greatness, not greatness. Brady's I'm trying to figure out how to say this without it sounding like an insult. His like the the average of his like All quarterback of his traits, different traits. Yeah. That's what I think has led to his success. You don't have to be great at everything, but... Right. He's not particularly great at, like, any one quarterback trait. I would say he's especially great at being a leader. Yes. He's, that's his greatest, like, his greatest quarterback trait. Other than that, like, the physical quarterback traits, he's not particularly great at any of them, but he's above average in all of them. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not going to say that that's a bad analogy. Yeah, I was trying to say it as like calmly and not an that's not an analogy or is that an analogy? No, it's not an analogy. I'm not good with words. It's a at all. Like I am I We'll find, just call it a take. <laughs> I find myself being very stupid when other people around me say big words and I'm just like, <laughs> dude, I I wish I could talk like that. See, because that's why we need Jackson because he would have just thrown in the word and we'd be like, Yeah, that's yeah, the word. exactly. I and don't now know, we're just sitting here mumbling about it. <laughs> I don't know enough big words. To sound smart to other people. And I know kind of what they mean, but I don't want to use it in a sentence and everybody be like, yeah, that's wrong, dude. <laughs> and just have to go hide in a hole. <laughs> like, that's not what I want to do. No, I understand that. But we've reached, I think we're finally getting to the point in the NFL where we're about to see, because Big Ben's retiring. There's talks of Brady retiring. There's talks of Aaron Rodgers retiring. Aaron Rodgers needs to just, he wants to be the family feud host. Go do it. Family feud. Or whatever it is that he Jeopardy. wants. Jeopardy. I would love that. He's a funny guy. He is. And he, I don't think he wants to go be a quarterback anywhere else. I just think he doesn't want to play anymore. I do too. Honestly, I think he's kind of done with football and he came, but he's, he's kind of just riding the wave. Shut up. Unprofessional. It's an alarm. Ja, why do you have an alarm at noon? To make sure that I'm up. That is one of the saddest things I've <laughs> ever heard. What time do you have class? One. Me too. So it's 12 o'clock. Yeah. We're good. Um, Where was I? Oh, uh, I think we're at the point where we might be seeing just a completely new generation of football. I think you're right. And... As hard as it is to let your 
your quarterback, your your coach go. And you also you didn't mention Breeze is gone. Yeah, Breeze is gone. Rivers is gone. Uh, what's his name? Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan's still there, unfortunately. Yeah. Joe Flacco gone. Yeah. Well, Joe Flacco's still up there. So I think he's with the Jets right now. But he's he's done. He's not like. He's not coming back to be a, a starter. No. Yeah. We just. I'm ready. I'm ready for the next iteration of the NFL. Um, me too. And I think we're definitely going to get that. So with that being said, I hope Brady retires. Honestly, I hate to see him go, but I kind of hope Aaron Rodgers does. I'm ready. Well, let's see. We're at 47 minutes. We have something absolutely huge to talk uh-huh. about. But I've been I've, avoiding it. Let's see. I mean, all of the, the games this weekend were absolutely nothing short of fantastic. We have the Bengals versus the Chiefs and the Rams and the Niners. I think the Rams will fall short. I think the 49ers will win. And I think, I pray, the Bengals upset the Chiefs. And we have a 49ers and Bengals Super Bowl. It'll probably be, I mean, in all honesty, it'll be the Chiefs and the uh, the Rams just because I don't know if the people around Joe are great enough. Their offense is electric, but that defense is not going to stop Pat Mahomes and that Kansas City offense. Um Whatever happened in the regular season does not matter. We saw that with the Rams and the Cardinals. It's going to be another, hopefully, I feel it will be, but another electric weekend. Oh, the Bengals and Chiefs game is going to be absolutely amazing. Absolutely. I think it's going to be another game that comes down to the wire. Because, again, you're seeing two quarterbacks that just have the it factor. They don't quit. Yeah, they're not going to quit. 13 seconds. 13 seconds. Didn't quit. You, They're both the type of quarterback that are going to put their body, their heart, their soul on the line to get that win. I mean, what, what was it? Patrick Mahomes had 225 yards or something like that in the last two minutes of the game? Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's insane what those two quarterbacks did. And Josh Allen just – I've never seen a quarterback put his body on the line like he did that game. Yeah. Josh Allen was – if you are Josh Allen, and we know that you're listening, oh yeah, you we have know. absolutely zero to hang your head on. Other, but I will say – no, this has nothing to do with Josh Allen. The NFL overtime is the worst overtime rule in all of sports. To not give Josh Allen a chance in that game is absolutely ridiculous. It needs to change. Just hang play on, another – Hang on. We need to talk about this calmly. Play another five-minute quarter. Like, there are ways around this. I agree, but there are people, this argument has been going on for days on TikTok, on Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere you can think this argument has been going on. The overtime rules need to be changed. 100%, without a doubt, they are the worst overtime rules in all of Major League Sports. It just, it is. It's not good. It doesn't make sense, especially with the discussion we had earlier about defense clearly being the harder side of football, there is no reason to only make one defense go out there on the field. I'm sorry. It's it's not reasonable. I 100% agree. The, now, what, what option do you think would be the best to replace it? Well, I love colleges overtime. See, both teams get the ball, 25-yard line. Each team has a shot. That's the, that's the biggest thing. Each team deserves a shot. Oh, I agree. The thing that I have thought the most that I think would 
solve everything. Just play another 10-minute quarter. Yeah. Two timeouts, 10-minute quarter, and that's it. And if you, you say that's too grueling, play seven minutes. Play eight minutes. Yeah. I say 10 because teams like San Francisco, teams like the Ravens, um, honestly, Tennessee, they can run out. They can easily put together a seven-minute drive or a five-minute drive and still prevent the other team from getting the football. The Chiefs can't just because they just running. score too quickly. Exactly. But – and even if you only want to change it for the playoffs, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. You have – that rule actually shows you who wants it more because who's going to rise to the occasion? Who's going to put off their, oh, I'm tired, I'm beat up, and right. go out there and fight for another 10 minutes? And for people saying um, that the Bills did get a shot, their def- defense is half a football. Yeah, it is half a football. It's the harder half a football, first of all. It's also the half a football that was on the field for the last – Two minutes of the game where they were running 200-yard sprints. That, only having one defense have to be forced to go out there. Because at the end of the day, if you score, only one defense has to go out there. Yeah, and everybody in the world knew the Chiefs were going to score. And everybody in the world knew that if the Bills won the toss, they were going to go down there and score. Exactly. That game came down to a coin toss. And that is the most disrespectful way to end one of the greatest football games of all time. I could not agree more. It's not about giving both teams a fair shot. It's just who got lucky with the coin toss. And see, in in the regular season, I can understand it more. Because yeah. you have you have the next game coming on. You have three other games coming on that you have to get your viewers to. Cool. This is the playoffs. If you have to delay Green Bay and San Francisco starting for five minutes, that's fine. Everyone is fine with that. We can wait. Yeah. Absolutely. Give us the true – because the playoffs are the time where you find out who truly is the best team, who truly wants it the most. And to not give the the other guy a chance to go out there and prove that he wanted it the most, it just – it feels cheap. It feels like – and they weren't cheated. It's it's the rules. But it feels like they were cheated out of a chance to go out there and prove that they deserved it. I mean, tell me how this makes sense. If you go down and you score a touchdown, the game's over. But if you kick a field goal, it's not. Like, it, how does it, it that doesn't. make any sense at whenever, all? So whenever they changed it after the Saints went to the Super Bowl and beat the Brett, Vikings. Brad Favre. That was when they changed it from a field goal wins the game, too. Any score won it. So... Why not just at that point say... You mean only a touchdown wins it. Yeah, only a touchdown wins it. Why not just take that whole aspect out and rework it instead of just saying, oh, well, a field goal doesn't win anymore. Just a touchdown does. That's so dumb. It is. It's lazy. It's It really is. They could have made overtime so much more. And I don't really love the... Co- I like it for college. I don't like the college overtime rules for the NFL. Because it feels like a college thing. You know what I mean? I understand that, but you can't deny that it works. And it gives oh, both it does teams work. Yeah. a chance. That's 100%. the most important thing. However much time you want to give them, whatever, it gives both teams a chance. Oh, without a doubt. It is, it is very good. It is a good overtime system. I don't want it in the NFL, though. That's fine. That's fine. But you can take things from it. Right. You can definitely take things from it. Because if at the end of that 
10 minute overtime, then you just go two point conversion until somebody doesn't get it. Yeah. If it's still somehow tied. And everybody's happy. Everyone. And here's because the thing. you had your chance. It, you everyone got their chance. No one feels slighted. No one feels cheated. You had a chance to go out there and do it. And here's the thing, NFL, that's only going to increase viewers. Exactly. Because you know how many people are going to be like, are you watching this Bills and Chiefs game right now? They're in like the seventh overtime. Yeah. Wow. That's so many more viewers you're going to get. I couldn't agree more. So we both agreed NFL overtime is horrible. We're at 55 minutes and we got to talk about the other big thing because I had to go through one and now uh, you have to go through one. And I think what kind of sucks. I was crying at work yesterday. I think what kind of sucks is it's not an official retirement. No. So you really don't know what's going to happen. And for those of you who have not heard the news, Sean Payton is out after 16 years as the Saints head coach. Look, I had to do it. I had to do it twice in the past, what, six years? Less miles than then Edo. Now you have to do it. And I'm very sorry. I didn't see it coming. I knew it was kind of talked about, but uh, where do the Saints go from here? Who's next? Do you think they're quick to hire a coach? Hang on. First and foremost, thank you, Sean. You have made the Saints a franchise that is worth being a fan of. Only coach to do it with the Saints. Only coach. Only coach to bring us a Super Bowl. Thank you. First of all, second of all, I'm I'm very sad to see him go. I'm I'm genuinely like holding back a tear right now. This is hard. <laughs> I, but, I whew, whew. it's getting hot in here. <laughs> Something in my eye. Yeah, got got a little froggy in <laughs> my throat. Some little, dust in the air. Dust in my eye. But it's it's hard to see him go. It's. I mean, crushing. Yeah. Basically, my entire life, he's been our head coach. Like, as long as I can really remember. Like, I've, I watched games, but I didn't know what was going on. I was yeah three, four years old. That He has been there the entire time. I see you choking up. It This is, this is painful. Well, but we can talk about it more in the next step because I don't think – the Saints are going to be quick to hire somebody. We can actually have an episode where we discuss this. The supposed coach is kind of like what we did for the Edo replacement. Well, I think – so I don't know if I actually ever said it on the show, but I was thinking that this offseason, Dennis Allen, our defensive coordinator, was going to be getting head coaching interviews anyway. You, you told that to me. I don't know if it was Yeah, I don't podcast. know if it was on the show, but I know I've talked about it with people. I would love for Dennis Allen to take it, to get the head coaching job, and then Pete Carmichael stay on as our offensive coordinator. What you definitely because Pete has been there with with Sean almost the entire time. Dennis Allen has turned us into one of the best defenses in the NFL. Just and we beat Tom Brady with Dennis Allen as a head coach. We did. I say we. Y'all did. Uh, you definitely don't want to go just get another coach that's been fired no. and cycled through the NFL because that never works. I don't know why NFL teams still do it. The one that I would really want think about going for is Brian Flores. Flores, sorry. 
I have a friend. I Aaron think he's Flores. he's gonna take the Texans job. Yeah, I think he's. I don't think we would get him, but that would be the main one if we were gonna get a a recycled, in air quotes, uh, quarterback. Head I coach. think he's pretty much locked down for that the Texans job. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, but he was fired, but it was for disagreements with the the higher ups. Yeah, that about was Tua. One of the dumbest. Which I decisions. completely agree with him on Tua. Yeah. That was one of the dumbest decisions an organization could make was firing B-Flow. Exactly. He uh, – we're not going to talk about all of that right now. Yeah. But – We got to wrap this thing up. We got class. I got to go get Sean, on Zoom. friend of the show, know you're listening. I'm going to miss you. Do the Saints fall or do they stay? It depends on who we get. It depends on who we lose because of this. Yeah, it's an interesting time to be a Saints fan. Uh but one interesting thing that could happen, Dallas, Jerry Jones has tried to get Sean Payton every single year that he has been with the Saints. That was what I what I was going to say earlier when I was like, I could say something that would make you cry. Now, Sean Payton has three years on his contract still. So if he does want to keep coaching and go coach Dallas, they have to trade. They can't just take him. So we would have to get Mike McCarthy? No. They would have to trade us players. We don't want Mike McCarthy. So you could trade a coach for players? Mm -hmm. That is interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, because he's still under contract. If he wants to go, and I think at this point, I think Ms. Benson would let him. The Cowboys would have to trade us players. And really, the only position we need is receiver. Mari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, any of them. Yeah. You so, would die, though, if he went to the Cowboys. Oh, it would. So many other Saints fans. It would be traumatic, to say the least. But here's my prediction I think that he, could be his final gift to us is CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> and that would be absolutely incredible. So there's a rumor going around that Troy Aikman is leaving to go do something with Amazon. Not quite sure what it is. So they're, they're talking about Sean Payton taking that job. Uh huh. I think Sean Payton does TV for a year kind of like what Jason Witten did, absolutely hates it, and then goes and coaches somewhere else. Right. And if he does decide to do that, he would still be under contract with us. And I think the most likely destination is deep in the heart of Texas. It's either us or Dallas. That's the only well, He's not going to come back to the Saints, I don't think. I, th- I think that he's just moved on. The time of his life has passed. And he's ready for new challenges. Or he's maybe... Maybe he's just ready to ride off into the sunset. I kind of – that's what I expect the most is that he's just – I think he's going to realize how much less stress he has on him as a non-head coach and just kind of ride off into the yeah. sunset. That, that job doesn't end when the season ends. That's no. what people don't realize. Being a head coach, when you know you play your final game, you don't hang up your hat and then you're off until – Week one next you know next season. No, it's not how it goes in the slightest. You still got to go to the office. You're still working nine to fives. It's completely different, and you're probably working longer than a nine to five. You're still scouting. You're still trying to figure out what are we going to do with this position. What are we going to do with this position? What it, what it, what plays are we, am I going to create today? Just you're still having meetings. You're still yeah. going to press conferences. Everything is still going ninety to nothing. Yep. Uh. Well, that's gonna. 
Well, I say it's going to wrap it up. We still have to do the trivia and then the uh, minor league, which Jackson's not here for. Uh, is he in class at this <clears throat> very moment? I think so. Dang, dang, dang. I was going to call him. Wait. What time is it? It's a 12.16. So he, he's either in or not. Hang on. Well, we're going to see. No, he's at work. Oh. He's at work. He could definitely take a call. Don't act like y'all's job is strenuous. Pause it. I'll see if I can get him. All right, so we got Jackson on the horn. Your three teams. Can he hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we got the Chandler Lightning, the Portland Sea Dogs, and the Lakeland Captains. Well, all three of these sound real. <laughs> they actually do. It's kind of annoying. Would you like me to read them again? Okay. No, I think it's the speakers. I can hear him through the okay. headset, so it should be good. And if not, I'll just say what he picked. Okay. Read them one more time. All right, you got the Chandler Lightning, the Portland Sea Dogs, and the Lakeland Captains. It's, it's definitely Lakeland Captains. I was thinking Portland Sea Dogs. All right, so, so he's Lakeland Captains. I'm Portland Sea Dogs. Josh is correct. It Let's is go. the Portland Sea Dogs. They are a double-A affiliate of the Boston Red Sox. What's your record now, Jack? 12 and 8. 12 and 8? I, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's 12 and 8. Well, Jackie, it was a pleasure having you. Have fun at work. Yeah, enjoy the rest. I'll see you in a little while. Enjoy the rest of your shift, buddy. <laughs> wow, we beat him. Or I beat him again. I'm really liking racking up losses for Jackson. It's like... <laughs> Because he's so cocky about it. <laughs> he's so cocky. He thinks he's got all the answers in the world. And, you know, he's just getting proven wrong. It is a fun time. And he has this fictitious record of 12 it, wins. Alleged, alleged. Which I don't remember 12 <laughs> wins. Uh, I don't know. I wonder what my record is. We'd have to go back and listen to every episode you've been it's on. It's probably not very good. I'm not good at the minor league. Well, you, you got that one. Let's go. All right. 13 and 7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just start saying that to really upset Jackson. Be like, no, I have one more win than you and one less loss. All right, oh, so. Beautiful. You want to do the trivia? Let's go. All right, so I, I went Ragin' Cajun specific this oh, time. No. Who is the all-time leading rusher for the Ragin' Cajuns? Terrell Fenroy, Trey Ragus. I never knew how to say his last name. Ragus. Ragus? I want to say Ragus. Elijah Mitchell or Alonzo Harris? I'm going to go Eli. It is... Terrell Fenroy. Dang it. He played from 2005 to 2008 and racked up 4,646 rushing yards. All right. Now, how many, on how many yards short was Levi Lewis from breaking Jake DeLome's passing record at UL? 23, 313, or 1,000? 23. I know he was super close. 13. He was 13 yards shy mm. of breaking Jake DeLome's record. Jake DeLome had 9,216, and Levi had 9,203. Pain. So, <laughs> I mean, extremely close. But, yeah, that uh, – are you trying to pull out the other one? Yeah. All right, well, Josh is rummaging through his, his backpack. You what say, do you call it? You call it a backpack? You call it a book sack? I, you say, call it a- I say both, but I think I say book sack more than anything. I don't really – backpack just – I think backpack's more for, like, if you're going camping. Hmm. Well, this is a good question. All right. Lay it on me. In what year was the two-point conversion reinstated in the NFL? 1973, 1964, 
Okay. 1974. No, 1994. Dang it. All right. What's the next one? He's just flipping through cards. He didn't have this prepared. Yeah, I wasn't prepared. What quarterback was the victim of the infamous butt fumble? You don't, oh. you don't get choices for this one. Mark Sanchez. Uh-huh. The greatest fumble of all time. Hey, well, let me see if I can get one more because that one was really easy. Yeah, I mean, that was – everybody knows about the butt fumble. That's another guy going, Mark Sanchez, one of yeah. the old guards. One of the old guard. Not that Mark old Sanchez was – fumble Mark. Oh, also, Tony Romo – Dude, I don't know what Clear was wrong. Clear your throat. Clear your throat. Oh, my. I was losing my mind listening to that game. And I love – Tony Romo has the greatest takes on everything. If Tony Romo says it's going to happen in the game, it happens. But clear your throat, man. That was insufferable. This is a good one. Who is the only left-handed quarterback in the Professional Football Hall of Fame? Oh, I have no earthly idea. 49ers. Uh, oh, uh, think of their two iconic ones. Yeah, uh, man, Joe Namath. No, that's Jets. No, yeah, that's right. That's Broadway Joe. What's his name? Oh, man, I, I literally, I see his face right now in my head. So there was Joe Montana, and then who? Aaron Rodgers, Tim. I hate you. I don't know. Steve Young. Steve Young. I knew it was Steve Young. I knew it wasn't Joe Montana. Joe Montana. <laughs> I said Joe Montana. Joe Montana's a quarterback, you idiot. I said Joe Montana. <laughs> All right, that is going to wrap up this week's episode of Bleacher Creatures. We thank you so much for listening. And like I said, just grab your friend's phone and play the episode for us. It helps out more than you could realize, and it doesn't take much time to do it. Um, we will be back, uh, as we've said, schedules are crazy right now. Everybody's trying to figure out what classes are when and all this other hoopla. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get Jackson back in here soon for an episode, although it kind of stinks because Monday and Wednesdays, the days that we're normally free, he's mm-hmm. kind of locked up in class. So hopefully we can get Jackson to just start skipping class. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this will conclude today's episode. We thank you guys bunches and bunches and bunches more than you could ever know. We love y'all. All right. Peace out, guys. Adios. And uh, take care. Brush your hair. Take care. Brush your hair.